What's up, everybody? Welcome to a very special episode of Switch Talk, the perfectly pocket-sized podcast where we cover the latest and greatest games for this hybrid console that has stolen our hearts and minds, the Nintendo Switch. Welcome to it. We keep our show down to 30 minutes or less so it can fit into your podcast schedule. We don't want to interrupt your life. We really don't. You got things going on. You got important stuff to do. Thank you so much for watching. We'd appreciate it if you'd pause a moment if you haven't already and share the show with a friend. Subscribe on the YouTube. I'm very excited today because I was proven wrong once again. I want to welcome my illustrious <laughs> co-hosts. We got Clay Howard, we got David Jones, and we're about to have a really good time talking about the indie gem, Shoe. I think the S is silent, so it's <laughs> but it's a really good game. Let's go and uh, talk about it. Now, Clay, we discussed what game we were going to cover on Switch Talk, and our listeners were like, where's Switch Talk? What's going on? When they come back, they better be covering something special. So Clay was the deciding vote. Talk to us about the game, Clay. Talk to us about life. Yeah, so basically, unfortunately, as of recent, um, the, the, the choices of games have not been... Uh, not that there haven't been good games, but there really hasn't been a big game, you know, since I would say Mario Odyssey or Xenoblade at least. And so uh, pretty much it's been down to doing, you know, indie titles, which is fine. Nothing against indie titles. Um, but we were just kind of waiting for something to kind of stand out. And so it, it really came down to two games. And uh, for me, I just decided that I really liked the art style and thought we should take a look at Shu. Um, at the time, I wasn't aware that it was an older game that had been out, you know, I don't know if it was a year ago or how long back it was, um, but it was a while ago, and so probably should have looked into that, but regardless, it's a game that just recently came out to the eShop, it's only like $10, and so, uh, immediately fell in love with the art style, um, and, uh, I'm just a big platforming guy, and so, uh, right off the bat, the trailer kind of hooked me. Uh, it it kind of gave me vibes of, you know, a kind of a Donkey Kong country of sorts. There was, you know, things you could ride on, like mounts or whatever, and different different abilities and things. So I was like, oh, this looks really cool. And so that's what we decided to pick up. So, yeah, Shoe is a platformer where you, you collect little butterflies and uh, go throughout levels. Um, there are, is some minor exploration within the levels, um, but... For the most part, it's it's somewhat linear and uh, get from one point to the other, and so that's kind of the overall idea with it. It's interesting because visually, the worlds are kind of more three D ish with you know the assets, but then the characters themselves are two D sprites, and so it's kind of a fun contrast. Absolutely, and I wouldn't feel bad about not doing your research into a game before picking it in this day and age on the Switch because just the nature of what's going on is indies are hitting and a lot of them are ports, a lot of them are re-releases, but me personally and I think a lot of people out there aren't giving the time to these games when they're initially released on PC or what have you. Right. Um, and I think we've covered a lot of games. Like I think we discovered Brawl Out you know, had eventually been in early access on PC first, just all these games. And yeah, with the recent news is that there's, you know, games are selling better than they have ever before because people are just, it's the new indie machine. And part of that's the portability, you know, part of that is just, you know, people generally being excited about the console, but I wouldn't feel bad about doing the research. I'm going into everything fresh. Um, 
And long story short, I was proved wrong because my initial impressions on the game, you know, a little disappointed we weren't playing like like Celeste or something, but all that kind of went away. Like I was really impressed by the game in a lot of different ways. But David, what do you think? Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I wasn't like amazingly impressed with the trailer and stuff like that. I thought it could just be, like, another sort of, you know, low-key indie title. But once I started playing, like, once you actually sort of have the music and get the flow of the levels, like, I really started to enjoy it. And um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go out of a limb here and say that out of the indie titles we've covered so far, I think she's my favorite one so far. Ooh! I, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to awesome. go out of a limb and say that. Yeah, Ooh-wee. it, it, go it definitely... <laughs> As a massive fan of Donkey Kong Country like Clay, like it, it gives me some of those vibes a little bit. Just having the kind of atmospheric uh, music. And it's it's still hard, but it's still re- sort of relaxing at the same time. And I really totally. appreciate platformers like that. And I like how it wasn't like a like there was no like indie gimmick. It just focused on being a good 2D platformer. And I, I wish more indie games were just sort of being the thing they were good at and, and not throwing in like some gimmick which I, know, I understand creativity and I do like a lot of the indie, other indie games that take things in more weird directions but it's nice just to have a game like this that sort of like takes you back a little bit and I really appreciated it for that. Absolutely I mean yeah. I, I agree the the platforming or flow of the game just gets so good um initially the game plays a little bit thin because you start out with your one little uh puppet character um named shu and you're you're just jumping and gliding around but as soon as you meet your uh companion characters they adorably start to hold hands and kind of form a trail (laughs) as you move and right off the bat that was like oh they're moving together i don't know it just looks it looks cool and with each additional character, you yourself, like Shu, some you know, gets the power, you know, enabled by them to do some pretty cool things. And the levels complement the characters and your your building move set as you go. Mm-hmm. So eventually you're just flowing. And it's just I, I I'm not a big platformer guy necessarily, and that really you just hit something it hit a stride that i had an experience in quite a while so i totally agree with david that it does platforming right now clay if you could pick just the the standout thing of the game for you what what else would be really at the top of your list your hit list. um i think i think it's the transition from world one to world two or whatever you want to call them i always call them worlds um because the, f- the first area is fine you know it's good it's still kind of just easing you into things and i do think this game has a nice um slope of difficulty where it, it kind of slowly ramps up and then i think by the end it's quite challenging we could talk about that later if we want to um but yeah just i think once you hit the second world you, instead of being in this kind of open mountainous uh waterfall kind of area you go into this kind of dense forest with water and uh it's just a whole change up and and i love it i just thought it was really good um i think the second world was just really really cool uh they introduce you to a new character that lets you walk on water and so it's just i think at that point you kind of it starts to open your eyes that oh wow there's a lot you know going on here and because you think you kind of have it all figured out and then you get there and I think it kind of shows you, no, it, this is different. Um, the only other one I would say is just 
every level that you get chased in, uh, I think is pretty standout. I, that's, I just love being, you know, that, that chaos of just having to keep moving as fast as possible. And, um, so I like those parts too, where you're, you're getting chased by the giant purple smoke monster thing. Yeah. It's not really big story wise. It kind of opens up with kind of a slideshowy. I'm, there's, there's some word for it, but it's like kind of stills with slight bits of movement there's no dialogue, and it's trying to explain that there's this purple smoke monster, uh, purple soda thing, like, following you around, and it looks really cool. So you have a antagonist, you got this, this idea that this thing is going to be chasing you, and at various points in the game, the one of the highlights for me is it kind of catches you off guard, so all of a sudden you're just, you know going around, taking your time, taking in the sights, enjoying the platforming, and then bam, it's like run, and you're being chased, and the chase sequences are just really exciting. So mm -hmm. the pace of the game just ramps up all of a sudden, and it's, again, it's it reminds me of like Nemesis in Resident Evil um, 2, or was it 3, actually, that that finally hit? That was Nemesis, actually. Nemesis was 3. <clears throat> yeah, so the... The idea that the gameplay can change like that and change pace like that was really refreshing to me. And it makes you, it forces you to ramp up that difficulty like you were mentioning before, Clay. Is you have to know all your characters and the moveset and get used to what you're doing. And now you're doing it at, at a faster clip and having to react. And th I love that. It kept you on your toes and that's a highlight for me. What did you think uh, about that, David? Yeah, <clears throat> no, yeah, that, those those sections were fun, and I liked that there was a little bit more um, user agency, and there's actually kind of sort of visible danger, which is which is one thing that I was slightly disappointed with, but I still think it works that there's not a lot of sort of adversaries thrown out the levels, but I think that might be more of uh, you know it's, I feel I feel like I don't know how many people work on this team. I'm kind of curious to know. I felt like it was probably a pretty small team, and I feel like it have affected some of the design decisions. Um, but yeah, it, it that the, all those scenes where you're being chased are great. I also this is kind of completely off topic, but another one of my highlights was when you first get on. Is it a goat that you ride? Um, I think you ride two things throughout the game at at two different points. But yeah, initially okay. it's hard yeah, to yeah, tell the what the one. characters I can't remember actually what it is. are. Yeah, that yeah. that when I first jumped on that thing, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like Rambi. Like I just want to call it Rambi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I'm like. Jumping all over the place with that thing, and that that was a lot of fun, and the collecting of the butterflies is just like extremely satisfying. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to move into complaints. I have a few things to criticize, but please I think that's go gonna... ahead, chopping block okay. time. Yeah, yeah. Cut it down. Uh, I was just gonna say that um, I felt that the the sort of I don't think we'll call them backgrounds feel a little bit tonally out of place with the music and the hand drawn art. And I kind of wish that maybe if they had more time, they could have sort of merged those two styles together better and maybe done more hand-drawn elements. But because I love the I love the little sprites, they're so adorable, and they said they hold hands and they look, you know, obviously a lot of care and was put into them. And I wish I wish there was a little bit more of that art around, as now it just feels like that they're kind of just the main characters are kind of drawn and plopped in, but everything else is, you know, more of the cheaper animation, which is which is fine. It's not a big complaint, but. I kind of wonder if they had more time and resources if 
it would have merged those two together a little bit better. We experienced some of that. We did a, a live stream Let's Play. We're going to be doing mm -hmm. that a bit more with Switch Talk to try to get you those real early impressions of games. So Clay and I were streaming and playing and, and experiencing some of that. Clay, do you remember what we were talking about, about like the windows and stuff? Can you explain that? Yeah, so in the first area, um, there's these like huts that you are running around up and over and below and uh the, it's interesting because that you can see inside the windows they have that kind of a 3d element going which is cool it's a cool effect you can see inside um but we were kind of confused and i know when i first played through it i was like well it kind of looks like you might be able to go inside these because you can kind of see what's right. in there and so but i never really figured out that i could get in there and then when we were playing through on the stream all of a sudden i accidentally like ended up inside of one of them and I think I found a, a hidden collectible in there, and I was like, oh, nice. okay, I guess you can get in these. Had no idea. And so it was just a little confusing, but, I mean, that might have been, you know, intentional. Maybe they didn't want it to be super obvious, and maybe there's not a lot of them that you can go inside of. And so um, so I, I, I totally get that. It is a, it's a little off at times. Um, one of the things that I kind of found that I, I'm not a big fan of is if you miss something there's certain points where you can't go backwards either you can't jump back up or whatever and i know i, I know there's something back there that i you know i didn't go up or whatever and i'm like well i thought maybe i could loop around and then i realized i can't and so i'm just not a big fan of like if you miss something you got to restart the level or do it over later to get that thing i i'm not a huge fan of that i don't know just that made me think of that as well so i think it's all related because the best games have subtle visual cues that are going to draw your eye, that is going to paint something as an obstacle or an enemy or as a power-up. And, you know, if something twinkles, so you have the collectibles, um, again, there's a lot going on. You're collecting, you know, hundreds of butterflies, and then they're all throughout the level kind of like coins, easily accessible. And then these cute little chickens, there's, I think there's six per... Uh, per level and then you have hidden stone tablets which are like harder to find and if you find all three they kind of form the stone mural there might be something story related with that but I'm not sure due to the interesting art decisions like we were saying sometimes I couldn't tell you know where I could go if that was an enemy or not I realized because right. I'm reviewing the game and putting it into words that most obstacles are instant kill. There's no health bar necessarily. And there's generous checkpoints, which are fine, um, well-placed, and, and you know instant respawn, so you don't really notice. Did, did that click for you guys that it's actually one-hit kill for like at pretty much you know everything? Yeah, yeah. I, I was aware of that. It doesn't feel as punishing, though. I mean, when you say yeah, it out it's, it's loud... You know. It's because of how the checkpoints are, and that was actually something I wanted to really, I wanted to comment on. Was I really like the checkpoint system in this game, and how they do lives? Because it's not, you know, they make their a barrier there, but they always they they give you an adequate amount of lives each checkpoint. Each checkpoint you get refilled to five lives, so you always sort of have a fair amount of tries to get to that section, like a lot of to learn that section. So if you if you fail on those five tries, it feels like it's your own fault. Yeah. Whereas there's a lot of other platforms, a game like I, I do all this really hard stuff, you know, I make it to the checkpoint with one life, and then I just do something stupid, 
on the next part because I haven't learned it yet, and then I have to go do all the rest all over again. Exactly. And it's always been kind of frustrating, but I let, you know, this way they, all right, each challenge you have a fair amount of lives, and if you lose that, you know, it's your own fault, and, and, and you can, and it, it feels very fair play, like, they're not punishing you too much, but they're not making it so you, you can do it infinitely until you get it either, you know. I think it's a good balance of, like, you know, challenge and reward. Yeah, I agree. That pacing is, is spot on. Um, you know, you're, like you mentioned, you kind of progress and then you die once or twice because you're like, oh, I didn't understand visually that was an obstacle or enemy. But then you kind of learn and then you go right through. There's there's that thrill of reaching the checkpoints and there's like, you know, four or five a level at least. And the levels are bite-sized in themselves. And then each like little section of the world is split up into three. So it's it, it, I think it's great. It's bite-sized. Um mm -hmm. But it was so good that I marathoned it, and it's not a very long game. You could complete it in about um, three hours if you're like me. Four and a half. And it's like <laughs> I played until my hands hurt, and I didn't. I was enjoying myself the whole time. Any other thoughts, Clay? Yeah, let's see. Um, I am so close to beating this game right now. Uh, as of last night, I was trying to finish it, and I got to the last, what I believe is the last level, and I uh, cannot beat it. And so um, I was getting pretty frustrated last night, but I was also very tired. I was laying in bed trying to beat it. Probably wasn't, you know, at 100%. Uh, you know awareness and, and stuff so i gave another pass here right before we started recording and unfortunately i kept dying at the same part i died at last night and so um if you start playing this game and you think wow this first level it seems empty there's nothing here this is way too easy give it time it definitely ramps up um i think it was about when i hit world two or three that i started you know dying on more than just one occasion um and then by the time you get to the end it, it really it starts to ramp up. There's a lot more variety. Um, and so, yeah, I just think uh, give it some time if you get into it and you think this is a little too easy. But I also kind of just enjoy, like David said, playing a game and it's kind of relaxing. And especially the front end, it's just a little bit easier, but you're still enjoying yourself because you're this owl bird woman thing that can <laughs> fly around. And it's just cool. Like, it's, it's neat. And... Um, yeah, you can beat it in three hours, but I guarantee you probably won't 100% it in three hours. Uh, just with all the collectibles and stuff, you'd have to go back through and try to get everything. And um, I was collecting all the little like birds or whatever they are uh, on the first couple levels, pretty easily finding them all. Uh, but on the last world, I was getting like one and two of them at the end of levels, and so uh, they're definitely becoming more difficult to find and require you know more exploration and you got to look around a lot more so there's definitely more to it and i think there's a lot of play here um so yeah thumbs up on that i think that the difficulty curve is pretty pretty good so there is a time trial mode that unlocks after you complete a level so you can backtrack a bit and try to uh, do that as far as i'm aware there's no like leaderboards necessarily or anything like that so you're kind of just trying to beat the time set um you know by the game what it thinks like you should be able to do i thought that with so many collectibles around that it it felt like padding i mean it's it's it felt you know 
intrinsically good to be collecting the shiny objects. So the butterflies were great, the little chickens are cute, mm -hmm. the tablets were hard to find. So there's, you know, something there, but it doesn't say, I don't believe anything about the reward for the collectibles. And I don't think it's this game's fault. I think it's just the fatigue of games putting that mechanic in there of a collectathon without explaining what you're working toward. Because I think that things work much better that way when you have that carrot and, you know, at the end of the stick. Because if I just understand what I'm doing, you know, without the payoff, then there's something lacking there. And that's just something that is a personal, you know, peeve of mine just lately from seeing it so much. And I think that they knew that they had somewhat shorter of a game. I think it's in the game's benefit and it keeps that pace going and they were able to put full effort into those levels and it paid off in the end is that type of decision. But at the same time, like I'd, I'd like them to tell me. I could think just right off the bat of like some things that would be cool about you know collecting everything. Like if there was an even harder version of each stage where the monster was chasing you um, the whole time if you were able to get the collectibles and then that in itself had another reward there's just so many things that you could do and i'm sure with the limited resources of indie devs what's the name right. of the indie dev clay so we can give them a Ooh, shout out that's a good question it's, it's not uh, spring loaded it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's coat sink and they were nice enough when we were streaming to retweet uh us and uh <laughs> our stream wasn't you know going too well as far as quality wise but they were really nice and we want to commend yeah. them for a great game David, did you have any uh, other thoughts? Um, I'll follow up real quick with what you said about the collectibles. I actually, for me personally, I'm okay with just collecting things as long as it's like a checklist. <laughs> You're a horror, like if man. It's, if it's number, you know, slash num of number, oh, then I have to get it all. <laughs> Nice. If it's if it's if it's just collecting things and it doesn't go onto a counter or a checklist, I don't care. But to me, the reward is just collecting the things. It's called greed. But, uh, it's called greed. I, I grew up on like you know, Donkey Kong and Banjo Kazooie and stuff, so I have collectathon in my DNA. <laughs> yep. The butterflies had them by the nuggets. Right. All right. So he wanted to All collect right. for the sake of collecting. That was interesting. Yes. It's okay. Dude. So. We don't normally do this on the show, but I think we should go around and give this a rating out of ten, just just cause. Are we starting? Are we starting to do that a little bit? Oh man, I'm not prepared, let's, man. Let's just try it and see what happens. Okay. Tony, I'm you down. go first. I'm not afraid. Why would you? I, I don't know. All right, David, you go first. Um, eight out of ten. Oh. Off the top of my head, without thinking about it too much. They called him generous, David. They called him generous David Jones. He was giving and giving. All right, and they called him cynical Tony. <laughs> go uh, play. What do you got? <laughs> I would also I give it an 8 at. out of 10. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. Um, this is a better than average game, but I think it lacks um, a certain amazement right off the bat. So points deducted for that. And the collectathons rubbed Tony. me the wrong way. And it's the interesting game, choices Tony. of art style i understand ten dollars i'll give it a it deserves a seven out of ten wow okay and, and it All earns right. every it, it earns every point let's let's be real because i've played eights and nines and tens and i'll go yeah here. i was i was toying with a 6.5 because then <laughs> i was gonna like alter the scale a little bit to suit my preferences 
But, but then you saw me playing it, and you're like, wow, that's the way this game should be played. And then it all, it all made sense at that point. It gets, <laughs> once you saw a real gamer. You have to know, it can't be understated, the, of the weak first impression leading into gameplay and worlds that are fantastic by the end. Would you agree, Clay, that it just kind of ramps up, like the levels are just get more and more interesting as you go? Definitely. Yeah. yeah I think and that, I, I was yeah. super surprised because I was impressed by the makers of the game as I saw the levels. I was like, they did that? That's cool. And I kept saying that for, you know, the second half. And, yeah. um, again, they earn every point, and I'm excited. This is the type of stuff that I love, finding something like this from a developer where you know that you're going to play the next game because I am. They earn that. And I want to see what they can do. If they change genres, that's fine. I would be happy with another platformer. I want to see more of the little characters because I know you said, you know, they're yeah. sprites. But at this point, it looks like you're running around with like a marionette type thing, which is cool. But some of them are a little too small. Um, I think one of your companions looks very much like a sofa. And it's not, <laughs> but it's like, an, like I said, it was like an old woman or something. But I'd like to yeah. see more of that. Let your artistic um you know talent shine in that area a little bit they, if they were bumped up by 10 15 percent where i could see a little detail I, I could see how that would be fun but the very few flaws um in the game overall but i mean yeah the, i think the the reason that is the characters are very small in this game because the game chooses to give you a much further back view of what's around you rather than it being more close up and so i agree i think at times you lose some of those little details on the characters, but if you look at them, like David said, I think they're very brilliantly designed. Um, the characters that you get in the last world, one guy gives you a double jump and the the old lady gives you the ability to move these little like platforms. And uh, I don't know, they just look really cool. They're both like old people and they're just like running behind you oh and there's another one maybe i'm thinking of the second to last world there's another guy he's old and he has a big long beard and you literally instead of holding his hand you pull him by his beard i'm pretty sure that's how it works <laughs> if i was looking at it correctly you're like holding his yeah, beard. i didn't even notice that there's a I lot of go back and look I'm, yeah i'm pretty sure okay. that's what it was and i is that I, the guy I, who I was, does the horns the airflow thing yes yes the airflow yeah, yeah. guy i'm pretty sure that's yeah yeah and so little things like that or if I saw that correctly, I was like, oh, that's awesome. So, um, all right. Anything else that we, any, you, either of you need to say about this topic? I think um, that it's beautiful. And with games like this that flow so well that you want to kind of move through them uh, with some speed. Because you're like, wow, I want to be good at this and go through. Um, especially if you're like me and you kind of told yourself i'm not getting all these collectibles so you're just kind of going through so at the same time that you feel so great and your movement forward it you also want to stop and take in the scenery because it looks so amazing so it's that interesting push and pull with how beautiful you make your game go but that's a lot of games lately because they put a lot of effort into the art and then if it flows well and you're a game about momentum you know obviously there's the time trials later you're you know pushing and pulling the player and i guess you could take it at, at your leisure at your own or um you know just really go for it and speed through uh, so it's really made for you that player agency is there so yeah it's it's should a good we address game. it is a good game should we address the uh, elephant in the room before we sign off here oh please do you want to tell the viewers why 
we look the way we do this right now? It's, it's early Saturday. We're trying to get up early at the crack of dawn, right when that crow is crowing. It's the, and, it's the uh, new style. Uh, so I, I came in, I'm like, you know what? This is just me now. And then David got on and he <laughs> stole my look. <laughs> so we had Clay uh, finally reveal uh, with the cap off. I think it's great. We're the bedheads. Welcome to the bedhead oh, yeah. podcast. We're we great pillows. I can't get rid of this cow like it's so annoying. Like I ha- I have to take I like a shower something, after I get it. There's some like freedom and I don't know. I want to put it up like this. You know? Like I I just wish it was like centered that I think it would look cooler. Thank you everyone yeah, for I just, watching. I should just put Twitch all my hair up. There you go. Now, now it all matches. Please subscribe. <laughs> we really appreciate it. You keep us going. There's so many of you out there that I want to give shout outs next episode. I'm going to do it. The people who are waiting for us to get back onto iTunes and it is happening so we're gonna have the audio version for you we're gonna have the video version for you and we're gonna begin to stream we want to thank you each and every time you tune in please share with a friend i know you know other people who are playing the switch and again we're really short we're bite-sized we're like this we're like this want to fit inside thank you everybody see you next time on switch talk switch talk bye shoe it's good